Welcome to the Homeschool High School Podcast, brought to you by Seven Sisters Homeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Podcast Network. I'm Vicki, and I am here again with our friend Leah Neiman. She is our go to digital person, um, especially for those of us who are digital immigrants like me. Uh, because we don't know things, and Leah knows just about everything. So, so Leah, today we're going to talk about two things. One is your fabulous best app series at your website, and then we're also going to talk about something that is really important that probably most parents haven't thought about, and that is social media audits. So, yeah, um, we we've already introduced you on a previous. Uh, homeschool high school podcast episode, but give everybody kind of a brief overview of your homeschooling. And then let's talk a few minutes about your, your best app series, especially the apps for high schoolers. So hop in there. Yeah. So thanks so much for having me back. Um, I always love joining you on this podcast. Um, so yeah, so my best app series, I put that out and try to, uh, I update it every year. Um, which is always exciting because apps come on the market and they change and new apps come around. And actually, I mean, with technology, it changes so often. So our needs often change as well. So I try to update that every year. Um, and yeah, so I have a best app series. It's divided down by subject and age. And I have um, a post that's just the best apps for high school students. Um, so we'll dive in here and talk about some of those best apps. And then I also offer those social media audits um, for teens as well. So we'll talk a little bit about the importance of doing um, those social media audits for our teens. And also, you know, I taught parents should be doing them as well. It's something that businesses do yes. all the time. Yes. Um, but I think sometimes we overlook um the importance of our teens doing those before they launch out and begin doing those college searches and then college students um, doing them as well before they exit college and begin doing um, their job search. But interestingly enough, our teens naturally do them for themselves. <laughs> they, they just might not be doing them in the way um, that they need to do, to do them. So they'll, they'll go through and like clean up photos, right? So our teens will um, look at their photos and go, oh, I, I don't want that photo of, of me at 13 years old yeah. on there when I head off to college because um, our teens will openly admit that they get to know each other by going through you know, Facebook and Instagram and all of those social media platforms as the way to learn about each other, even before they've met face to face. Yeah, it's so, it's not considered stalking to scroll through somebody's No, photos. it's not. So, and you know, the honest the honest truth is we do that as adults, but we don't want to admit we do that. But our <laughs> teens but our teens it's perfectly acceptable. They're like, yeah, that we do that. It's socially acceptable in their world to do that. So, they understand that they do that. So, they don't want their first impression that their new college roommate has of them to be a, a picture when they were 13 years old, right? Right. So yeah. they're doing that anyway. They're just not thinking to go through maybe the posts that they had when they might have had a little bit of teenage angst and clean that up as well. Um, so we'll kind of dive in and, and talk a little bit about the importance of doing that as social media audits. Yeah, yeah. 
So the this best app series we'll start with real quick, and then I'd like to just spend most of the time talking about those audits. Um, is at your website leahneeman.com. And, uh, and the whole, like there's links to probably 10 or 12 different, uh, 10 bestes on there. So it's just a world of resources of really good apps that would help augment a uh, educational program for our homeschoolers. Right, right. So the direct link to it is, um, leahneeman.com backslash app, apps with an S on the end of it, mm-hmm. backslash 10 dash best dash apps dash series. So there's just a little dash between all those words. But if you go right out to my website and you hold your cursor over blog at the very top, best app series comes right up so you can go right out to it. But yeah, it's um, if you click on that, then you can see those um, the best apps for high school students, which is the ones that we'll be talking about today. it's right there. So they're all broken down and you'll see an image where you can click right through to it. And sometimes, you know, those of us who are digital immigrants, we think apps and all of a sudden we get nervous. But there's, you know, the internet and the digital world is not something to be terrified of. It's just to be wise. And there are really good apps that are really actually necessary for kids to, to be connected to. So I know the first one you've got for the high school students is Google Drive. And they're going to be using those Google apps in some of their college courses. So it's good to get started now. It is. It is. And I think a lot of times, and again, this is this is like a digital immigrant thinking, uh-huh. right? You, you see this kind of as we get older. Um, a lot of times when we say apps, we immediately start thinking of like all the apps that we don't want our kids on. So some of the social media platforms that we wish that our kids wouldn't use, and we don't think about telling them about all of the great apps that we use to make our lives more productive, right? So some of the study apps, things like Google Drive that our kids can use to be able to, to store the projects that they're working on, even to share things, um, photos and files and things like that um, for families and friends. So if we steer our kids to all of the apps that can make their lives flow more productively, they're going to be less likely to be on a lot of those apps that are time wasters. Mm -hmm. So we steer them from an early age to apps that are useful and help them expand their minds and learn things and steer them away from some of the apps that are just kind of time wasters. So that's a really great parenting technique too, is just to kind of like turn your thinking and start to begin to think about, okay, is this app, is the content, um, is it really good quality content? And does it help um, my child be productive and useful? And is there a lot of good value in it? Do you want to talk about some of the study apps that you have listed? Yes, absolutely. So um, again, there's some really good study apps for high school students. When your student really gets into high school, now they're really starting to think about what they're going to do later in life and taking some of those tests like the ACT, the SAT, um, it, even if they're going to go look into the like the military or um, some of the careers, there's still some tests that they may need to take. Um, so Study Blue is a really great app. Um, it's basically kind of like a flashcard or quiz type app, um, and it's been around for quite a while. So their database is really huge. So you can get in there and actually maybe find already um, a flashcard 
or quiz already built out that that's already going to be what you need. Um, but if not, you can go in there and make up your own flashcards. And some kids learn just by making the process of making those yeah, flashcards, right? right? So um, you can, it's, it's a really great app for that. And it allows kids to kind of redeem some of those times that you might lose um, otherwise. So are you waiting at a, for a doctor appointment? Or are you waiting in between activities? Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of times during our teenage years where we're doing that, right? So we're in the car driving or we're waiting between some activities, maybe after school or, um, you know, if you're a homeschool student um, between co-op or, you know, just between lessons or whatever. So um, those those flashcard type and quiz type things are are really great to go through. Um, You know, you'll find some students too, when you're studying for something like the ACT and SAT, I don't know if you've ever seen any of those books, but the sheer size of those books can be very overwhelming for some for some students, some teens. And so um, again, put putting some of those, um, like the vocabulary words, even some of the math um, math problems into a flashcard app. Now you can't see how big right. that book yeah. is, right? So, um, so that's one of my favorite apps um, for high school students. Um, and, there's, and there's also the SAT prep type apps and the, the ACT also has a version. Um, like that. So those are a couple of my um, favorite apps for high school students in terms of um, it being really adaptable to what your um, what your student or your teen is going to need. And then you also have things like, you know, periodic table, all sorts of graphing calculators. Yeah, which I can't those believe can be, they have apps for graphing calculators. That yes, is so cool. and they're really expensive uh-huh. too. So, you know, um, an, an app can be much more um, cost yeah. effective for um, for a family, um, and then you know there's a, there's the apps like the Easy Bib. So um, again, when you're talking about your um, formatting, your bibliography, and the different types of format, as you're writing your paper um, for high school and college, you just put in your resources into the app, and it helps format that for you. And most papers now for um, for any teacher, you're not you know typing those yeah. out the yeah. old fashioned way like yeah. we did. You know you're formatting them on the computer anyway, and so it just puts that right out for you. Um, and and a lot of the resources that students are using, you're going to have a real big mix with a lot of online sources anyway, and so it, it helps properly cite those sources in the format. Um, that students are going to need based on, you know, what, what their yeah, teacher asked I've had for. several college students come back and tell me how much they use EasyBib that, that they really recommended for our high schoolers to start using that. So yes. that's a, a real good one. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then another um, kind of class of apps, <laughs> <laughs> if we're kind of breaking them down yeah. the class, that I really um, tell parents to really start working with high school students on is um, any sort of app to help you store and organize your notes. Because again, you start getting into the high school years and you start talking about, you know, our teens doing larger papers. So they're starting to collect resources. They're doing, you know, longer book reports. They're starting to do research papers. And again, when you're talking about students heading off into college, but even if your student's not going to go to college, if they're going out to um, directly to a job or whatever, you still may be in 
an industry where you need to know how to organize digitally notes. There are many, many jobs where you need to do that. So things like Evernote or Mm -hmm. OneNote, um, you're going to need to keep and store your notes digitally. We, even in an office now, um, I, you know, work in an office and run, help run um, the backside of my husband's business, which is an HVAC. So we're talking about a trade, right? A trade business. But um, we don't do things on paper anymore. It's all digital. We use an app. So on the business side of it, everything that we do is digital. So having things stored and organized on the computer um, is a lot of how we function in our day. And um, we even have someone that works remotely for us. So all of our stuff is stored digitally. So being able to understand how to organize and store things digitally is, um, it's a big part of how a lot of companies run now. So even if you're that parent saying, well, my child's not going to go off to college, they don't need to really know that they, yeah, they yeah, do. It's just life. <laughs> they, yeah. You know, there's no, I can't really sugarcoat it. They really do. So some of the features that you can look for when you're looking for um, some of those apps that store and organize your notes is, can you easily make a list? Can you easily store images? Can you store um, web pages, the links, but then can you also bring in that content? Um, can you store memos? And then one thing that I personally for myself always look for when I'm talking about any sort of um app to store my notes is I like to make sure that I can include audio oh, um, mm-hmm. because some of the things that I, I do is um, number one, I do a lot of like audio, like NPR news stories, if I'm getting anything, but then also I'm the type of person that I will be driving down the road or away, maybe from my actual desk. I might just only have my mm-hmm. smartphone with me. And I all of a sudden will have that like aha moment that pulls all of my like thoughts on a project that I'm working on together. And I want to be able to just to flip open my note and be able to like jot down my thoughts verbally. And so I really like to be able to have a note storing device that I can kind of like, you know, just type or voice my thoughts into. So I'm kind of like that verbal processor. So if you have that child, that's very, you know, auditory, that verbal kind of um, processor, that ability to be able just to, you know, record yeah, I know our, thoughts our seven sister is, Kim is the, the verbal note taker. And uh, we uh, love to get also her verbal text that she sends us. So we, like, yeah, kind of yes. famous. So what's your favorite app for that, the verbal notes? So I actually use oh, OneNote because I can oh. do all of that in OneNote. Now I used Evernote and Evernote also oh. has that feature. So I used Evernote for a a very long time, for years. And then um, as I started doing a lot of stuff um, with the Microsoft Office package, I started playing around in OneNote. And what happened was Evernote shifted and they kind of had these three packages and then they moved to these two packages. And I needed the... The small one didn't have everything that I needed, but the large one yeah. was like way more. I just didn't need that. So I kind of started playing around with OneNote and OneNote did everything that I needed. So I I ported over everything from Evernote to OneNote, which was really <laughs> scary because I had like I felt like my whole life was in Evernote. But um 
but someone much techier and smarter than me had step-by-step uh, instructions for doing it. And I did it like one file at a time. Like, okay, if, if I lose this, I'll be upset, but I won't be totally devastated. And I moved one file over and it worked. And so I, I moved everything over. So I've been, I've been using OneNote for probably two and a half, three years now, so maybe longer. Yeah. And it's, it's worked really well for me. Yeah. And I've literally been driving down the road and um, kind of had thoughts and pulled over into a parking lot and <laughs> jotted things down, and, yeah. you know, made a little voice note really quick in, in one note and, right. and it's worked. So the, the best apps for high school students, I put, I'll put the links to it in the show notes, but it has specific recommendations of apps that are really teen friendly and more than we would, could fit in on one episode. So be sure and check that out. Now I want to switch gears because I am so interested in this because I work in my coaching hat with um, high schoolers applying to colleges and then college graduates out in the job market. And I know how much this matters. So can you, Leah, just take some time and explain the whys and, and the hows, like what, what you do for social media audits, what you have to offer there? Yeah. So a social media audit is, it's basically um, going through all your social media accounts and checking your, what we call your digital footprint. So what is out there online um, that someone is going to read about you um, and checking that and making sure that it, it speaks what you want. And just going through, you know, everywhere you've been, a lot of times we will create these accounts and kind of forget about them. So we clean up all of that as well. So maybe you created an account, um, especially teens on a, a messaging app because all of your friends were going to be there. And then, and then it wasn't as, as fun and glamorous as, as what you thought it was. And so, but instead of closing the account down, it's still open. So we go in and we find all of that and we close them down. Um, we, we go through all of your social media accounts and, and we not only look at, is there anything that we need to, to clean up, but we look at what, what do you need to be posting? So we talk about what you shouldn't be posting, but we talk more importantly about what should you be posting because everyone has a story to tell. And a lot of times when we're posting things that, maybe we shouldn't be posting. It's because we don't really know what we should be posting. So what are your values? What are things that are really important to you? Do you have some things that you're really passionate about um, that you, you want the world to know, but you're just maybe not sharing that with the world. Um, And this is especially important for kids that maybe be going, are going off to college and maybe you're you're thinking that you want to go into politics. Maybe you've been a debate student, but you're really holding back on sharing anything at all because you've been told like, don't post anything questionable at all. So we talk about like, how do you share some of those points of view, but do so in a way that is okay to do that. So we talk about some of those finer points. Um, Maybe you're a drama student, a theater student. And so maybe you can, you know, you need to begin sharing um, some of what you're doing so that potential colleges can see, oh yeah, they've been active. They've been active in community theater. Theater. They've um, they've been helping and doing these shows. So how do we begin to open up those social media accounts um, so that colleges or places of employment um, can see what you're doing? 
is that wise? Is that not wise? So in a way, they can use their social media as a branding tool. Well, it's it's being a branding tool for them, and there's a way to leverage that in a positive way, or it might work against them if if they don't have the wisdom to know what to do. Exactly, exactly. And the other thing I think that we don't realize as parents is a lot of times we're so worried about our teen and what our teen mm-hmm. has, is posting or might post, but we don't think about ourselves. What have we mm. created mm. as our child's digital footprint? So there's been a lot of times where um, parents are so worried about what their teens posted, but the teen actually hasn't posted anything at all, but we may and find out uh, there's a few things that a parent may need to clean up on their end because they've actually caused a little more harm to their child's social media footprint than than the child has. So, you know, we kind of look at everything and um, give some guidance on that so that, um, you know, hopefully when we're all, when we're all done, um, everyone feels okay about posting and we don't have any fear we shouldn't have fear in what we're posting. We should feel free to post um, and comfortable in what we post. So most of us older folks like me, if I was going to do a social media audit for myself or my kids, I would just be lost. So I would need to rely on somebody who I could trust was impartial and wise. And so I, of course, would contact Leah Mm Neiman because Leah is my go-to person. So um, Leah, if people wanted to explore the idea of doing a social media audit with you, how would they go about that? They can go right to my website. um, And right on the top, I have, there's a link that says social media services for teens and families. And it's broken down into audits for teens. Um, I can do an audit for the entire family or just a social media audit for a teen. Um, and I can do just a straight social media audit um, where I meet with a the teen. Um, they get an individualized report with a video. Um, so I actually, I don't just send a report. I actually send a video that notes the positives for the account. I would note anything that I would see that may need to be cleaned up or addressed. And I give guidance on how to address issues moving forward as well. Um, the second thing I, I can do is to do a startup strategy. So maybe there's a teen that hasn't actually really begun yet, but um, that's a concern. So um, yeah, they, they, they need to build to jump out kind of like of social it. credit. So we can, yeah, yes, yes. So we can do a 45 minute strategy session um, where I give information and insights. I'll talk to them about okay, what are your goals? Um, do you are you shooting for a specific college? Do you have some goals in mind? Um, And then gain an understanding of how I talked to them about how colleges and potential employers look at social media accounts. So we talked through through that and I actually developed a personalized social media strategy um, for that. Um, Parents may join their teens for that first 45 minute session if they wish. Um, And then um, we do a 45 minute one-on-one live strategy session. Um, and I do a follow-up email with recordings and notes um, as well with that. And then I also um, can do a social media smart smarts for teens. So that's kind of a combination of the audit and the social media startup. So um, 
teens will get a survey to kind of help them define their dreams and goals. Prior to the kickoff session, we do a 30-minute one-on-one kickoff, kickoff session to kind of define the goals. And then we'll meet up 10 days later to go over the social media audit. So that's for the teen that's already been on social media. Um, and then we'll do a 45-minute live session um, to go over all of the things that we found. And then we'll do a final 30-minute session one month later. So I can follow up and say, okay, based on everything that we've talked about and everything that we've kind of defined, how is it looking now? And so um, that's kind of a final assessment. And the teen at that time will have um, chances to it ask also final make, questions. Yeah, it also makes sure that people so there's actually kind of like, do what you worked on, you know, so you can talk about it. But if there's not a follow-up, a lot of times yes. things just don't happen. Right, right. And I want to make sure as well that they understand like, okay, this is what it, this is what we talk about and this is what it looks like. But then how sometimes, you know, you hear something and then you go to implement it and you're like, okay, is this what it means? Or is this really how to implement it? Um, so I want to yeah. give them kind of a month to kind of like do it and then, you know, follow up. Because sometimes I find um, even when I've worked with business clients that sometimes you're given that. And then when you kind of go out to do it, it takes a little while to kind of settle in. And so we can talk 30 minutes later about, you know, you know, um, or 30 days later about um, what that looks like. And, oh, you can loosen up a little bit or, you know, just to kind of give some verbal affirmation yeah, and, back to teens. So, and it, it so really that's is kind of the three phases of that. Both phases. So the audits and the strategy, the, the price that families will be investing in that is so minimal. Like it's just hardly straining at all. And so I really, really highly recommend folks take a look at that. So again, we'll put the the links in the show notes because it's such a valuable thing for teens, but also for, you know, those of us who want to make sure that we've done the best for our, our young people as they've gone on in life. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, one thing, I mean, colleges are looking at Mm -hmm. teens when they have those open social media accounts. And and what what they're saying is, especially if they see a problem um, at all, and when it comes down to the wire, especially on things like scholarships or whatever, if it's up to the wire and your student is neck and neck, that's where all this stuff comes into play. And um, and you're right about that investment. I remember, and it wasn't with social media because my kids are, you know, they're, they're adults now they're in their, in their twenties. But, um, we, yeah. I had that same type of a, Oh, is this worth the money? When we hired someone to really go through, um, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. and walk our kids through the essay, right. As a parent, I'm like, well, you know, I, I can write and I can edit, but we hired someone and we made that a little yeah. in, initial investment and it mm-hmm. paid off. Mm-hmm. It paid off in the form of scholarships. And so, um, it, it's yeah. those times where you really kind of as a parent go, okay. You know, right. That it, it is an investment and here. not just so. something frivolous. So, so if you're interested in talking to Leah about a social media audit, just click on the links that I'll put in the show notes. And uh, check out her website, leahneeman.com. So, Leah, uh, any other places people can get in touch with you? You've got a great Facebook group. You want to mention that? Yeah, yeah. I have a Facebook group, um, and it is you just go out to Facebook 
backslash Leah.Neiman, N-I-E-M-A-N. And we put up daily, multiple times a day, um, relevant and current information on technology and um, app, all sorts of things like that. You can also write on my Facebook page or on my website, opt into my newsletter that goes out every week. And again, we put up my recent blog posts. We put out relevant information, anything that's current um, that really impacts kids, teens, and families um, is, is what we put out. So I don't put out everything in the realm of technology. I really try to hone in on things that are um, that directly impact your kids your teens and your family. So you're going to, you know, you're, I'm going to put things out there about dating mm-hmm. apps. I'm going to put things out there that are privacy issues that are really going to impact um, your teens and your kids and your family um, and, and anything related to that on technology. You're going to find all of that in my newsletter and on my Facebook page. That is awesome. So we'll, again, include all those links in the show notes. Okay. Anything else you wanted to add, Leah? No, I think you know, I could go on and on about the apps and things, but like I said, that series is going to be updated. You'll find those on that page. And so, yeah, just thank you so much for having me on. I, I love talking technology yeah. and it's, it's, yeah. and, it moves and so quickly. We moms need the support, <laughs> really does, so we're so. glad you're here. Um, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. Well, we'll wrap that up. So thank you everyone for being here today. This has been the Homeschool High School Podcast brought to you by SevenSistersHomeschool.com and the Ultimate Homeschool Radio Network. Mm-hmm.